Hi, and welcome to episode 34 of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullum. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Jeff. How are we? I'm uh, good. Good. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen each other. It has. uh, We're recording... About a week later than we usually do, because uh, we had the COVID. COVID protocols. Yeah. So we, uh, after 22 months of attempting to stay away, it uh, kind of made its way through our entire house, uh, from my younger son to me to my wife to my older boy. So we are now, I pretty sure, on the back end of it. Uh, everybody's feeling pretty good. So yeah, it was uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, ex- we, you know, none of us came anywhere near like serious illness, but still a couple of days of feeling like absolute rubbish. And uh, of course, you know, you it's, it's like the monster in the closet, right? You hear about it so much and now you think, will I be okay? Um, so now we're just on the old long COVID watch, I guess, you know, six months from now, does something weird pop up and it's like, oh yeah, didn't they tell you? You know, your balls can fall off six months later. I mean, who, who well, knows? Well, that was Nicki Minaj. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, her friend, did, yeah. Didn't it enlarge or something? Something enlarged. Yeah. Or was, maybe it made him sterile. At least that was the... Well, that was because of the the vaccine, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, anyhow. So, no, we're uh, we're all on the mend. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I've been finding it's a little bit... Uh, for me, a little bit of a stressful time. Um, just, uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of the stress of the last couple of years is just caught up with me this month. I'm sort of getting through it, but it's been a, it's been a struggle. So I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I appreciate that Bell does this uh, mental health thing. I think it's this week is coming coming week. up yeah and um one day a year we're recording oh. this on a monday and this will come out uh, the next day tuesday yeah so right. um so. <clears throat> but um yeah so if you're new to the channel rate review subscribe uh particularly on apple itunes it'll help other people find us do we have anything in the mailbag uh no <laughs> well you know ads from google so but i feel like 2022 now that we're past all of this the first three around. weeks the first three weeks have been brutal now it's time to get down to serious business here well today so. we don't have any treats but we have coffee yes and coffee we have so it's been hand ground um, and it is um done on a v60 pour over uh it's called propeller coffee out of toronto it's a via inca from peru the region is cusco and um the varietals are katura typica and bourbon and it's a washed process should taste a little bit of macadamia toffee and plum um so uh yeah it's really good coffee yeah it's quite nice <laughs> it's uh thank you for that it's out of toronto so um i have to say uh i don't i don't mind this oops i just whacked the the microphone my microphone wants some coffee. There you go. What are the thing, couple of things you learned this week? A couple of things I learned. Well, I learned a lot about uh, uh, COVID, obviously. <laughs> um, and just, uh, yeah, you know, it's a bit sobering. So uh, when your whole family kind of comes down with it, it, um, yeah, learn some stuff about each other. And then the other thing I learned about was, and it's funny, we, I was going to talk about it, but you just 
reveal that you're in the middle of watching it. Uh, I learned a lot about crypto and NFTs this week, and and not a lot of it good. So maybe uh, we'll talk about it in our next episode. We'll talk about our next episode, but and then we'll link to um, yeah, it's a YouTube video, a gentleman out of uh, Calgary actually. Really? So uh, well, I think so because he talks about throwing a book in the Bow River. So I assumed, <laughs> and then I think he's definitely Canadian. So I'm assuming he's from Calgary. So we'll we'll link to that. So yeah, very eye opening. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I found that link through a, a tweet from James Hoffman, the coffee guy. Oh, yeah. So there you go. So it's a roundabout way to find somebody in Calgary. I also learned, and this is odd, that Playmobil used to be extremely racist. Playmobil? <laughs> Playmobil. You mean like little, yeah. little, little figures? So, so here's the story. So my kids have accumulated a ton of Playmobil over the years, and now you know they've outgrown it. So we are in the process of calling, figuring out all of the stuff that we have and trying to reassemble as many of the sets, which they've actually done an amazing job. So we have like ancient Rome, we have some stuff from Egypt, but um, so in order to complete the sets as much as possible, because I mean, you know, it all gets mixed up in a, in, in a container, right? And there's all these weapons and we've been going onto the web and some of these collector websites um, to try and, and find the different sets and identify all the parts. So we found this one website that goes all the way back like to the early 70s. It's been around for a long time. And it, <laughs> through the 80s and 90s, we started finding all these play sets called uh, like uh, Oriental, you know, uh, <laughs> Arab guy with camel, right? And it's just these highly stereotypical uh and even in the early 2000s, they had one guy called Arab Arab Soldier with Gun. And my kid, like, it looks just like an Al-Qaeda guy. And it really does. So, yeah, for a while there, they were they not uh, not all that culturally sensitive well, in I've the been, 70s and 80s. And I was just like, this is hilarious, man. I've been watching with my son Dragon Ball, which is, I think, the precursor to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Um or Z if you're in Canada, but Z, I guess, in the U.S. Right. And uh, first of all, there's a lot of cultural inappropriateness. All the bad guys <laughs> look vaguely Chinese. With the, right. And they all are wearing, like, the red star and very Chinese-looking clothing. Um, yeah, like, that. you know, the hat and the, sure. the, the jacket. Yeah. And, uh, and also really sexually inappropriate right like wow like uh they're always they're always talking about looking at this girl's panties and uh and lecherous guys and i'm just like wow holy smokes like this is just yeah and my son just says well, all anime is like that i'm going it's all inappropriate this is yeah. just like it's just so <laughs> not cool anyway maybe i'm just old but anyway well yeah no anime is its own thing i think so yeah um i learned two things mm. beyond the anime uh one is the incredible complexity of trying to Organize your service delivery mechanisms for and accounting systems all into one. So um, I'm uh, in the process of trying to switch over my accounting system and possibly looking at a single source that will actually do all the delivery, all the email, okay. all the lead magnets, the whole works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, I got to see if it's worthwhile. I, I really started looking 
primarily for a new accounting system. All right. Um, okay. And, um, well, it just got complicated really fast. <laughs> it's funny. My wife has just adopted one uh, for legal practice mm-hmm. that she really likes. Oh, that's good. And I'm looking at probably adapting it, even though it's it's law. Uh, I just I got to make a little bit more money this year, but... Um, but really powerful. But I don't know. There's got to be something out there. There's this more one, like for the service. Well, the one I'm looking at is specifically you know, photography for photography industry. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, it's it, it's uh, supposedly designed for photographers by photographers. So it is specifically about. Wouldn't it be better if it was designed for photographers by software developers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the second thing I learned is, uh, and I'm a big ex- espresso lover of coffee yes is that um you know years ago it used to be that you always had to when you tap so that you have a porta filter which is the thing that you stick in the coffee machine right right and if you've you've done espresso has a basket and 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 then you're supposed to tamp it so if you've ever watched the barista and they do these really complicated ritualistic approaches to how they do the tamping yeah. and part of it yeah. is to get it repeatable but the sure. other part of except it, at starbucks because it's all automated automa- machines now but yeah, yeah. well but at in the day point in time in the day that? when my wife worked there yes we have a little tamper so um you had to really kind of the idea was that you had to haul on it to get it to right. tamp it down apparently Put it doesn't English matter it. It oh really happen. yeah so what the tamping is is really trying to make it so that a coffee is super even okay. with no um, no cracks. Mm. So basically, the um, it's because what you get is it, it, the water will find the the shortest path out. Ah. And you get this thing called channeling, and then that right. makes for bad coffee. So you want it to be like diffusing through the yeah. So so the espresso. So I watched it evenly. Yeah. Right. And so what I what I. I, I watched a YouTube video where they did a test, and what they found was that the amount of tamping makes virtually no difference whatsoever. And they really? used a they used a mechanical tamper, and you can adjust it. <laughs> Hydraulic <nicely>. press. <laughs> but uh, what they did find is that the angle of the tamp oh. that has huge difference. So does so it have to be as smooth as, like as, flat as level as possible? As possible. Yeah, so when sense. you're tamping, the thing that you really want to do is make sure is that it is as even as possible sure. with the porta filter. So uh, because ten to twenty degrees, like ten degrees makes a big difference. Right. Twenty degrees makes a huge difference. You've got to be working hard to to I mean twenty degrees this is not a, much. Really? Yeah, it's not much. You're just, I mean, you're, you're trying on a, this. on a, on a inch and a half diameter thing. If you get a 20 degree slope, you, I think you got to be working at it. They're 58 millimeters. Okay. So a little over well, two, inches. two and a half inches. Yeah. And, um, you're trying to, uh, because, because especially if you have the little, uh, the nozzles on the bottom, yeah. you're trying to get it level. Yeah, I and... suppose. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'll so give that, you that. That's group. So, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about uh, near-death experiences, not in the classic sense of having died and seen the light, but just things that we may have done. Close calls. Close calls. And uh, this is somewhat inspired by uh, some media that I consume that we'll talk about later. But, yeah, anyhow. And then also the fact that we just came through COVID, although... 
I would not call it a close call, but you know, it's a sobering thought. And then you had a bit of a, a misfortune about 10 days ago, right? Yeah. I, I stepped out of my studio and, um, uh, well, my feet kept going and I didn't, and I hit the ground really hard. Um, like, and smacked my head really hard. And um, uh, there was a lot of blood involved. <laughs> yes. And uh, fortunately, uh, I didn't have any symptoms of concussion. My pupils didn't dilate. Right. I didn't have any headaches or anything. Yeah. Like that. that that seemed okay. I did discover afterwards that I'd uh, I'd also hit my hip pretty good when when I went down. Oh and, yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, that uh, that I still have some. Uh, lingering after effects from the hip. Isn't that interesting? Because so do I. I fell uh, skiing on my right hip. And then like on Friday night, I slipped on the ice in front of our house, fell on the same spot, which had been feeling a lot better. <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding me? So, yeah. yeah. But again, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put that as a close call. No, the close uh, call was the head thing. The head if thing. I'd hit an yeah. edge or something like that, I would have been... Uh, it could be a very different story. Yeah. In fact, uh, we talked about that just on the same day, right? People yeah. who've slid, hit their head and like Liam Neeson's wife. And yeah. so, so anyhow, some of the, that's kind of sets the tone. Uh, I don't know if your stories are, are sort of funny, uh, but the, the couple I have are, are somewhat amusing okay. and mostly back in the eighties when perhaps due to, uh, insufficient adult supervision and, uh, and teen <laughs> hormones. Some really stupid things were done. Uh, a few of them resulting in some fairly scary near death experiences. So do you want to, do you want to start or sure. shall I? Well, when I was 14, so the day after my 14th birthday, so okay. this is uh, how to torture your parents. Right. So after the day after my 14th birthday, um, I was visiting my grandparents, my maternal grandparents on the Island of Madeira. Okay. Madeira is a very mountainous volcanic island in the middle of the Atlantic. It's kind of like a Hawaii in the Atlantic instead of the Pacific. Right. And, okay. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, and and it's there's a lot of uh, agriculture there, so everything is terraced. Right. So um, my my brother and I were there, and we were hanging out, kind of on our own. And so we were running around pretending to be commandos. I was 14. <laughs> My brother is younger than I am, uh, about four years younger. And um, anyway, um, we were on the edge of a, a wall and there was a cobblestone road below. And um, I, I, you know, we were playing commandos, so we, we needed to jump off the the wall and uh and land and my brother said to me he said i'm not going you go <laughs> fine i went and i remember as i leaped off the wall because i was going to go down we we're going to run we we're playing it seemed to take a really long time to get down okay and uh that's because it was about 15 feet oh man um i broke my leg oh i didn't know you'd ever broken a bone oh okay. i've broken lots of bones oh, did but you? i broke i broke my leg above the ankle both bones Ooh. and um i didn't even realize it at the time i'd also broken my arm oh and, my god uh, uh it was so i lifted my you know this is for the squeamish i i lifted my leg up and it was <laughs> my foot was swinging below my it was i started screaming Ow. it was not good i imagine and Ouch. Uh, it was it was an unmitigated disaster but the thing i really remember is as i jumped off huh 
It seems to be taking a long time yeah. to hit the ground. <laughs> so, and I mean, I landed on a cobblestone road, oh, which, uh, you know, it's not smooth surface. And, uh, you know, I know these parkour guys will go and they'll jump all over everything. And I'm right. just like, you know, I watch these movies with all these guys and they get hit and they hit others and all this stuff. Right. And the two things that really strike me is if you've ever actually been in a fight with anybody, like your adrenaline shoots in and you you get energy for a bit and then you are just spent. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these guys who can keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, you know. It's not really very real world. You just you'd be done. <laughs> and the second thing is is that any one of those things, like a little, like you know, you jump off of a stair or something and just land a little funny. Like it's not even a lot funny, yeah. or you just land a little funny and you're done. Yeah, you, you know, pretty hurt. Things are yeah. broken. AC. I've seen people tear ACLs and yeah. MCLs just like barely doing anything right. and all of a sudden they're down and yet these superheroes and these spies and all this stuff sure. they're they're jumping everywhere so why do the guys from jackass take some pretty good hits and, and well and and apparently apparently i saw a thing where johnny knoxville mm -hmm. they did a tally of his medical yes bills. i saw well bills i also saw medical. him do a thing uh, tally of his injuries yeah it was, well it was going yeah. by injuries and then it was adding up how much his bills cost. Oh, okay and they figured it's been about ten million dollars. Wow. Well, I mean, this is American, so He's you know, a $10 like ten million a, dollar man. A suture is like holy thousand dollars, yeah. but well, but hey, anyway, so, so that that's, that's an actual injury. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my first one is not did not result in injury, uh, perhaps injury to soul, but so ah, 16, 17 years old, something like that. Uh, Why does everybody do this? Like when they're a teenager, my best friend um, had been driving and, and actually owned, I think this was made his second or third car already. So he's a car guy. And I remember us in my hometown, um, there's a bridge and actually over some locks. I remember this bridge was so not a very big bridge, but you know, old steel bridge and it, and it rotates like when boats want to go through. So that was kind of the, the feature of it. But this bridge was at the at the bottom of like a, a not super steep, but you know a market hill, right? So it's uh, winter, maybe early spring, and there's a lot of snow and ice. And I remember uh, early morning we were driving to go see I think some girls that we knew and going way too fast, you know. And I remember coming over the top of this hill, heading towards the bridge, and just as I thought holy shit, are we ever going fast? Sure enough, we, we go into this sideways slide and uh, on either side of the, the road, it's a two-lane road, not very wide, there's an embankment of snow, maybe like four feet high, right? And I remember, because the car swerved and we were heading towards the bridge, uh, passenger side first, which is where I was, right? And I thought, holy shit, like this is not good. And we hit that sidewalk and the damn car flew up and we landed on top of the snow embankment. Didn't flip. Oh, didn't, wow. uh, it was just like, boom, bump, oh, wow. about four feet off the road. So that's probably coming pretty close to, uh, you know, bad outcome. Well, I was driving just north of Edmonton. This was probably 20 years ago. And um, 
it was very icy winter. I was driving along with my, I can't remember what kind of car I was driving. I think it was like a Honda Accord or something. I had a Honda Accord hatchback. Anyway, I was driving uh, and um, the road had a curve. Oh, yeah. And I went to turn the corner and it was black ice. Everything was black ice. So I start turning and then I continue turning even as the road is not turning anymore. And my entire car is going sideways down the highway. This is <laughs> the highway to, to uh, it's not Mournville. I think it's the one to okay. Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. And uh, I'm going sideways and then i my car actually does a complete 360 and then i'm back on the right lane going and i'm going like but i'll tell you uh wow there was a lot of uh <laughs> puckering of my sphincters <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm just sitting here going oh that was that was interesting flight flash the other the other big incident i really remember was and, and this is significantly life-threatening was we had just um so our house is old and we lifted it and then moved it over and report a, yeah, a couple years back i remember that yeah, yeah it's a couple of years it's 2004 oh wow so yeah wow, almost 20 years ago yeah Jesus. and um well after that we did that we changed the back door a bit and i didn't have proper stairs i had these weird temporary stairs that were in place and, oh yeah and uh so this would have been alex would have been about two so it was about 12 years ago something like that and anyway i'm going up the stairs so we had temporary stairs for a long time right and um i'm going up the stairs and i was too far off to one side and okay. i'm carrying alex as a baby oh yeah and um and anyway, the whole stairs moved and flipped me off. Oh, so my goodness. I flipped off. I am falling. Um, and <laughs> right next to a, where we have these huge window wells. Right, I right, right, right. fell into the window well. Oh, man. Head, not quite head first. Oh, but, no. But like mostly horizontal, slightly head first. And um, I basically had rolled around so that I was, so Alex was in on top. Of sure. Me. Yeah. And, um, but I could have been, that could have been like the, it was really bad. Holy smokes. And uh, yeah, walked unscathed. Wow. No concussion, no nothing, but See, uh, just uh, a fear of God. There you go. <laughs> See, when I conceptualized this this morning, I thought these would be funnier. But, uh, <laughs> anyhow. My, my next one my next one is kind of funny again nobody got hurt and it this is you're not going to believe this story this is like this is like straight out of an 80s teen movie um and, and entirely based on stupidity but this is true this is a true a story. lot of shoulder pads this is a true story so again this might have been the same year that the first story happened um i had another friend and he had access to a car you know he was the guy that drove us everywhere and it was an old toyota tercel i remember it was yellow but his parents went away for like a week and they left strict instructions that he could borrow that car but he wasn't to touch his father's new 
expensive sedan, which at the time was a Toyota Cressida. This is like 80s, right? They came out for a few years. Just before or after Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Oh, just around the same era. Okay. So we all decide to go down to Montreal, downtown, because we lived on the suburb of Montreal. And of course, of course, I mean, we could easily fit in a small car, but no, of course we decide, or he decides, let's take the new car. Okay. And now not a lot of experience. We hadn't, we'd been to Montreal a lot of times, but we'd never driven. Right. So we get into this brand new sedan, uh, you know, probably like a $35,000 car at the time and everything's good. And you grew up around Montreal, you know, so Montreal has got a lot of overpasses and, and if you're not careful, like if you don't know what you're doing, you can get into trouble. So my friend somehow took a wrong turn and about five seconds later, we realized the guy in the front seat said, why are all those cars coming towards us? So we were on a elevated overpass, two lane, but we're heading the wrong in the way. opposite direction. <laughs> and oh it's God. like something out of a movie. Cars are swerving. People are, are, are honking. We're screaming. <laughs> it's just like, ah, <laughs> right probably about 300 meters and then my friend started screaming you get off there you get off there and i don't even know it was like some access thing and we just but you know what like not a dent not a scratch no cops it was just like okay (laughs) let's never speak of that again (laughs) until the late 20 early 2020s so that one is like purely like if you put that in a in a yeah first bueller it's like unbelievable so again, the grace of God, man, because we must have passed fifteen cars easily. No, in Ferris Bueller, <laughs> no. didn't he? Didn't they go and they took the car, and then when they returned the car, they put it on jacks, and we're trying to drive it backwards to reduce the odometer right. because Dad would know how many kilometers. It was a vintage '60s Ferrari, and then the and then and, it uh, fell off the jacks and fell off the wall. Well, it's, yeah, Cameron. No, he's mad, right? And he starts kicking the car. Oh, like, okay. like he purposefully starts like he's talking about how his dad doesn't spend it, time with and him and it just goes flying and out then the it, window. boom and right out the back <laughs> falls about 50 feet yeah so he's like yeah you know what i'm glad it happened my dad will have to deal with me now yeah classic stuff but but no manage we didn't put a not a scratch on it like that could have been so bad <laughs> so bad so bad okay one more each. What's your What's your third one? Well, I I, I think my third one would have been. Uh, well, the third one would have been the 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 falling in the the window well. Mm. But um, but also this one this past week. The thing about it is those those incidents they really sear into your brain. Like you remember specific parts of it in just like like a visceral detail yeah oh for sure i know for me especially getting older i guess i have a bit i think i have a little bit of ptsd (laughs) after after this recent one it just kind of threw me for a loop mostly because there was so much blood yeah apparently head wounds just do that they do bleed a lot it's not a lot of it was a pretty small i didn't need any stitches or anything like that but and i do have a bump still on my head (laughs) so every time it was really funny. I had a haircut book for that day. I so, remember. Yes, you mentioned that. So I went and uh, everything was cleaned up at the time. I went to the hairdresser and she was she was awesome. She actually even washed my hair and, and well, that yeah, was great. You'd, and you'd what, hope. But what I really noticed 
was I don't she's a magician because I washed my hair the next day and it hurt. <laughs> and she oh, did, she managed did to not, do it without. She did it. There was not a not a wow not a, not a moment of pain. Maybe you're. Uh, maybe was, you were keyed up. And, my my wife thinks that she could at least see where the spot was. Ah, uh, right, sure. But, uh, still, wow, it was just uh, anyway. So about you. Well, last story is again um, pure teenage stupidity. Uh, probably a little bit younger at this point. So. I don't know if you've ever hung out in, in a cemetery, but this was kind of a thing that was <laughs> also seems like it's something out of a movie, but yeah, anyway. kind of a thing that was done. So again, my hometown suburb of Montreal, there was this old cemetery, uh, not too far from our, our junior high school actually. So yeah, you know, got nothing better to do on a Friday night. You, uh, you grab some beers and hanging out in this, in this cemetery. So I remember there was, I think four or five of us, these are my best friends from growing up. And, uh, you know, we'd had a couple of drinks. Nobody was all that drunk, but there was this one, um, monument, not even a tombstone, it's a monument. And it looked like, imagine like a, like the King on a chess game, right? Marble, like a big cylinder, probably a foot and a half diameter, probably about four feet tall. And on top of the big cylinder and the cylinder had like, like all the stuff names that you knew and picture a, a great big marble ball like about one and a half times the size of a medicine ball. And then picture on top of that, uh, uh, a cross, all like a brown marble, right? So I don't know, we're screwing around. And then suddenly, because you're kids and stupid, two of us decided, hey, let's, uh, let's play chess, you know? So we ran over and my friend Frank and I were on either side of this thing and pretending, pretending to lift this uh, monument. I mean, it must've weighed a couple of tons, right? Or our other friend, who probably had a little bit more to drink than we realized, he comes running over and he hits this thing like a football player. Like he just whacks into it hard, right? Next thing you know, the cross tumbles off. Oh my and God. this ball comes shooting down and it misses my friend Frank's head by like about six inches. I mean, this thing came shoot and it hits him on the hand. Like his hand was on it, right? But it misses his head and it hits his hand. And... uh and then the bones are sticking out of his hand. Oh right? my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so we gather up ourselves, get the hell out of there. And like, he goes home and next morning, like he, he slept the next morning, his hand was ballooned up like a Mickey mouse hand, made up some story that he fell on his hand trying to protect his bag of chips. But the next day we're <laughs> bag of off chips. to the hospital, you know, he told his mom, yeah, I had this bag of chips and I tripped and I fell and I landed on my hand. Who the hell's going to imagine you almost died? But we were doing the math and it's like, could you imagine it would have been like something out of a, a horror film. This would have hit his head and probably driven his head into the ground. It would have been nothing but his body sticking. This thing must have weighed 300 pounds. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh my God, unbelievably stupid and so lucky. Right. So, yeah. So those are just uh, a couple of uh, the handful of those are probably the most dramatic ones. But yeah, surprised I lived to be, like to be twenty. Like nobody in our group died. It's it's unbelievably amazing. That is pretty amazing. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let's leave it at that. That's uh, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, what what media are you consuming on a lighter side? Well, um, so my son's a big Markiplier fan. A what? Markiplier. Markiplier know. is a YouTube guy who does 
he's one of the first YouTubers to make a living at this, right? Okay. Very famous. He's not quite as what rich as Mr. Beast, but he's quite up there. And um, he does a podcast, the name of which I cannot recall right now. So he was listening to this with my wife and they were talking about um, crazy uh, amusement park rides. And they mentioned this movie and I went and looked it up and watched it on Crave. And it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating documentary. It's called Class Action Park. And it was all about, in, again, in the 80s, which is what got me thinking about stupid shit we did in the 80s. Um, they were running this amusement park in, in Vernon, New Jersey. Some, some Wall Street guy who'd been kicked off Wall Street bought a couple of golf uh, courses. And then he opened this water park. And it ran for about 10 or 15 years. But the story is about how this water park was totally unregulated. Like the guy would pay off these regulators. Oh, I, it was mostly run by teen staff. Yeah. And, you know, they built some of these slides. Like they had this loop, the loop thing that no engineering. They just you hired a bunch of welders and they were experimenting with, he was paying teenage kids a hundred bucks to go down this thing to see what would happen. And a bunch of them lost teeth and they're like, oh, we got to change the angle. And they had all of these, uh, you know, Tarzan swing and people are swinging off ropes like 30 feet off the ground. And it was just absolutely insane. So I watched this thing on Thursday night and my, my older boy is desperate to, if he could go back in a time machine, because he hears these stories and he's just like, teenagers are so boring. Like nobody wants to do anything. You know, nobody's doing nothing. Right. And he's just so desperate. So we watched it on Friday and, and sure enough, he was like, Oh, you're so lucky, you know, it's to grow so... up because a bunch of my stories are kind of similar. Like, even though this was in New Jersey, pretty extreme, but you know, the latchkey kid thing, the lack of parental oversight, the shit that we pulled off. Right. And at the end of the movie, there's a, a particular because it's like a documentary. So they have all these people that work there or who went there when they were kids. And there's this great line where the one guy says, you know, people from our generation who grew up teens and, and early, you know, adults in the eighties. Um, we tell ourselves these stories when we're together and we laugh. And then we tell our analysts these stories when it's just us and them and we cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how did he put it? He goes, we're so glad to have grown up that way. Um, because we survived, but we're so mad that we had to because just shit was not right. No. And I was like, what a fascinating. So it's on Crave. It's called Class Action Park. Um, it's a great documentary because part of it is just so hilarious. And then, but it's just this amazing like commentary on, like to say the 80s is the last decade where kids grew up like free and wild right i think that that is also a movie that was fictionalized as well like there's a fictionalized treatment of it because that sounds like like um and i i think it's based on exactly the same oh like they made a like a they made like a fictionalized version with oh i think there's a movie with sam rockwell yes yes and it's it's about that place that park okay so yes it is totally uh i can't remember i what saw it is. that movie i never made the connection it's the same. Uh, because in, in the movie with Rockwell, it's actually a bit more of a feel good. Yeah. This is just off the chart crazy, yeah, right? Wow. Like, you know, exactly. like there was this one slide and the guy's describing it and it just ended with like big PVC tubes, about three foot diameter, shooting out of the side of a mountain 
like 12 feet over like a pond. And like the guy's describing, you go up to the top of this thing and it feels like a normal water slide for about the first 75%. You know, it's open air and you're, and all of a sudden you go into this dark tunnel and you don't know what the hell's going on before you know it, you come shooting out of this tube and you see pictures of it. It's just this about eight foot sticking out of the side of this embankment and kids are coming right out of this thing horizontally. And he's like, next thing you know, you're in the air and you're flying through the air and you don't know what the hell's going on. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's what I've been consuming. Also, of course, season three of the expanse. What about you? Well, um, I saw the season finale of the expanse. Ooh, don't tell me. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's too complicated to try and even was it satisfying that's all i want to know i would say so 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 um they were almost uh so the expanse i i actually really enjoy the expanse on so many levels mm-hmm, um, mm. but the expanse at the end of season three was canceled so right it was on, on sci-fi network and yeah uh, so it was really quite interesting why it was canceled it was canceled because there they had a double a two-tier deal so they had um so you could watch the first run on sci-fi okay and then you could watch all the episodes after the first run on netflix i think it was netflix netflix okay so um uh so it was so it had this deal that sci-fi only got the rights to the revenue associated with the first run on tv uh so the ad revenue basically ad revenue associated with that they didn't get to keep any residuals that went to netflix even though they were producing the show that was the deal so they paid for one and they paid for the other and the problem with the expanse in particular is that people were not scheduling to watch it when it came out they were actually watching it on waiting sure yeah so uh so there was move. a huge disincentive to sci-fi to keep funding it was a fairly expensive well yeah because so the production it, values are are impressive so it ended after season three so after season three there's kind of and after each season there's kind of been there's some things that are hanging out there but they actually resolve a whole bunch of storylines mostly yeah and kind uh, of. not completely but no. mostly. End of season two would have been a pretty disappointing yeah time but, for it to but, end but season like... three and season six they both wrap up more oh, okay the line storylines <laughs> um and then they got picked up again by amazon yeah and so this is a satisfying ending that doesn't resolve everything but it no. resolves a lot right um and apparently there's uh there's there's three more books that are and there's a bunch of novellas right that uh are going to, uh, that they have room to explore but there's a time jump that's be- what i was watching on youtube like 30 years six, or something 25 years or something like yeah that. So, so, so tough to do with the with the same actor like it adds more cost right it's yeah. like well we'll age you or yeah but but i'm really enjoying I think I'm three episodes into season three mm-hmm. and it's just like, wow. Okay. This is becoming more and more it gets captivating more right? and more all along. And the, the space um, battles are amazing and the whole thing. And as much as I love star Trek, which is a lot, um, you know, this is sort of a different, I don't know, perhaps a bit more cynical and, but realistic. Well, it, apparently you know, so we the, colonize Mars and then we become antagonistic towards each other. It's like, I yeah, I can see that happening. I think the writer's name is Ty Abrams or he's one of the two that, uh, or maybe it's Daniel Abrams and Ty Frank. 
And um, anyway, Ty was saying that the big influence on them for this, uh, for the, the feel of the expanse and the books in particular was alien mostly oh, because right. unlike star Wars or star Trek. So star Wars stole a lot from Dune, but star Trek, um, you know, it was always military people in charge or it was militaristic and yeah. you had chains of authority and all that stuff. But aliens showed working class people in space. Yes. So the expanse is a lot about, working class exactly which is kind of how you'd you'd expect it's going to play out right? <laughs> well eventually if they start mining on the moon it's not they're not sending it'll they're be the same as like the upper like the, uh, the far north right small number of geoscientists and then a bunch of people who are just like digging in yeah crap. digging in the crap yeah. yeah so no it's a great show I'm, I'm glad you put me on to it so um the other thing media that i've been consuming is boba fett Yes. So I've watched the fourth episode. Yep, I haven't watched that one yet. Um, so it it's really good. It's it's getting a lot more interesting. Uh, it, it is a little uneven, uh, but the and there's these different timelines, but it's starting to tie things together. Right. And there's some really cool tie-ins to other series. So it's really interesting. And uh, I also watched. I binged. Uh, the first two seasons of Hannah, the TV series. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's based uh, the upon uh, Hannah. I think I think it might even had Liam Neeson in it, like in 2011. I remember that movie. Yeah. So it's the same this is about the girl who was like genetically enhanced to be a, to be a killer, and yeah. Uh, and the story is definitely. I mean, they changed the story a fair bit, but they've really enhanced it and fleshed it out, and okay. the acting is quite good. Good. And, uh, yeah, so it just started season three, which is the final season, but the first two were, uh, it was much better than I, I'd seen it and I was kind of like, eh, you know, I really <laughs> want to see a young, but it, it has a very Jason Bourne kind of feel. To okay. It. So, cool. um, so it's really, it's really good. What's well, funny. You mentioned binging. I remember. Yeah. So now I'm remembering on Saturday because of course I was still in, in dealing with the, uh, feeling sort of poorly i binged uh season three of afterlife with ricky gervais okay i have not and, uh, seen i've seen that oh, phenomenal really yes i mean well i was just watching an interview with him this morning and it's like you know can you make fun of a man whose wife died of cancer and his answer is yes if you if you if you do it right and you know such a well-crafted show um the characters are fascinating that, is afterlife is that the one with the uh with the digital afterlife? No. Okay. No, no. No, this is straight up a guy who lives in a small town in England whose wife dies of cancer. Oh, okay. And he's in the first season he's pretty suicidal and but he decides <laughs> because his dog needs someone to feed it, you know, their dog, uh, he decides not to kill himself. And then it's just like his his journey back from I don't give a shit about anything because I'm just in so much pain. You know, and Ricky Gervais is a genius, right? Like his ability to act as this, you know, he can be so sharp and, and, you know, so it's, uh, how did he put it in the interview? Because you have empathy for this regular guy who's gone through a tragic um, thing that you can sort of forgive him for just being an absolute jerk to like his brother-in-law and the people he works with. It's just, but it, 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 very satisfying end, so I highly recommend it. I mean, okay. it's not for everybody. If you like Ricky Gervais, great. 
but you know, it's about someone who died. So it's, it's got, it's not a knee slapper, but, but it has its moments where you're like, Oh my God, that was brilliant. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so that's it for me for media. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else? I don't think so. What are we going to, what are we going to talk about next episode? Well, I decided that since we keep tasting coffee, oh, we're going to okay. talk about coffee. We're going to talk about a coffee. Bit, a little slightly deeper dive into nice. some coffee stuff. The history of coffee. Well, no, that would take too long. <laughs> but I will pick in the beginning coffee specific topic and focus okay. on that. Cool. And then uh, the geopolitics of coffee. So we could do like a whole. You could do a whole podcast on just coffee. On coffee. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I actually think it may have been done, but but that's still a great idea. Um, and one of the other things that uh, uh, well, and we can talk about it in the next episode is. Uh, is uh, what we need to do in order to get ourselves into uh, uh, basically shooting live streaming. Oh, video, uh, sure. Video yep. of, the, uh, of the podcast. And then we of... should also talk a little bit about some guests. And, and yeah. it's time for another guest. We'll see if we can yeah, scare had, somebody up. We've had so many guests so far. Yeah, well, we had my wife. So maybe we should talk to your wife. Well, that'd be interesting. And I know uh, uh, the, uh, the composer of our theme song would love to come and talk about you know how to write a song and that would be great so maybe okay. we can do that so yeah lots coming in in the mighty 2022 exactly all right okay see you in a week see you in a week yep. take care bye bye